This is a KBGA special report. My name is Madeline Broom. George Floyd, a 46-year-old black man, was murdered by a Minneapolis police officer on Memorial Day two weeks ago. Since then, millions across the country and around the world have poured into the streets in protest of police brutality and racism. Floyd's death came on the heels of the murder of Ahmaud Arbery in February by two armed white men, the murder of Breonna Taylor in her home by police in March, and numerous other officer-involved deaths of black people in police custody. In Missoula, hundreds have joined the global protests by gathering outside the courthouse every day, rain or shine. And while the protests have generally been peaceful, anyone who goes downtown will notice the presence of armed individuals near the courthouse. Many say they are there to protect the protesters from outside agitators. One man named Mark, who wouldn't give his last name, said he'd been told Antifa was coming to Missoula to create chaos and infiltrate peaceful protests. Some social media posts have identified him as Mark Belden. Mark's friend, Anna Smith, who's also been attending the protests armed, joined in on our conversation. We talked to them Saturday outside the courthouse. No, we came down here because we heard that a lot of guys that was going to roll in from uh, Coeur d'Alene, Antifa guys, we heard uh, I can't, Montana militia. Mm-hmm. They were going to be here too. And I was like, look, here's the deal, man. I'm not going to let anybody burn the city down. You know? And so we came down here, kitted up, because we didn't know what to expect, right? I mean, you've been watching videos from yeah. around, the, around the country. And those same guys People. that destroyed Spokane were on our way here, right? So we're like, okay, well, we're not going to make that happen. So we go down here. We have a BLM group over here, probably about 150-ish. And we had about, what, 20 of us mm-hmm. on the corner, right? <laughs> and Evie, who's now a really good friend of mine, came up and said, hey, if you guys can just stay over there, we'll stay over here. I said, but that's part of the problem. Nobody here has a problem with this demonstration. We just want to make sure everybody is safe. So we got together and said, hey, look, man, why don't we just, you know, do you guys need security? I've been doing this for many, many, many years in the military, man. And, you want, and she goes, oh, we're only here, man. We don't want anybody to get hurt, including anybody here. KBGA has been in contact with those organizing the protests in front of the courthouse, including the one Mark mentioned, Evie. She declined to comment, instead inviting us to the next protest to speak with leaders. Last week, the Montana Human Rights Network said in a statement that there was no evidence of any Antifa demonstrators on their way to Missoula, describing it as an Antifa fantasy. Travis McAdam, executive director of the Montana Human Rights Network, released a statement saying, quote, I can tell you these militia folks have very itchy trigger fingers and are excited by the possibility of protecting and saving their communities. When Antifa hasn't shown up, the armed militias are taking credit for scaring them away, even though the caravan never existed. End quote. On Friday, longtime local organizers, who are mostly black, indigenous, and people of color, brought their concerns to Missoula Mayor John Engen during a phone conference call. The call, set up by activist Daniel Carlino to talk about the Sunrise Movement's fossil fuel pledge, instead turned into a meeting about the concerns of people of color in Missoula. Carlino told KBJ he'd gotten permission from Engen's staff to invite others to the call and inform the mayor that he'd rather talk about, quote, the militia in town and police brutality, end quote. KBGA was able to get on that call. We've decided to play that call now in its entirety. It has been edited for length and clarity. The audio can be hard to hear or understand at times, but we've tried to clean it up as much as possible. And I mean a statement against against these people's guns, against this 
excitement of uh, black, indigenous, and, and people of color in Missoula. Um, and we really need your leadership to come out with a statement against these people um, with guns in our city right now. And that's kind of like the main thing I wanted to talk about. And, um, you know, there's obviously many different steps that we could take going forward as far as um, like working on defunding the police and investing in our communities. Um, but the main uh, pressing issue that I think we really need some leadership on would be uh, making a statement against these uh, these people that are antagonizing the protesters and even, you know, you know staring them down while having their uh, hands on their guns um, right in the middle of our town. And it's just really um, not good. It, it is engaging in white supremacy. And we really need um, some leadership. So I guess I'm just wondering what you think about that and what you think you could say to help with that or, you, or what your opinion is, uh, Mr. Ingen. Sure. Which is another way that we think we um, we protect both. 
bringing to the committee as a whole. Uh, we've got, um, uh, we currently have a, an independent police commission that reviews and supports cases. Um, all, um, all uh, officers involved uh, deaths are investigated independently. Um, and subject to a corner jury. Uh, but, you know, we can always get better and we intend to get better. I think there are some interesting and good suggestions around um, additional review. Uh, beyond police, um, I uh, participated uh, the uh, Monday, uh, as I recall. Put together a, a phone call with some folks from uh, Empower Montana or Missoula and uh, others uh, in an effort to um, sort of begin a conversation about a community plan uh, to end uh, to end uh, racial discrimination and. Um, and enhance uh, uh, social equity. Um, and we're, we've got a, we've got a preliminary sort of guiding principles together. Um, and that group is going to gather again um, and invite a whole bunch more people to the table to begin listening to see if that's something that the community is interested in moving forward with. Uh, I'm comparing it to our 10-year plan to end homelessness. Um, without a plan, we're not going to get very far. And a lot of people have been doing really good work in this arena, but but they've been doing it with limited resources, uh, and um, and and sometimes in a bit of a tunnel. So we'd like to we'd like to give the pool resources and plan and invest in making change. Um, so that's kind of a broad picture. Thanks, John. I guess the only um, question uh, that I was still curious about that I asked earlier was just about what we're going to do about the uh, people with guns that are intimidating protesters right now. Um, so, uh, yeah. and, then I, and then I'll pass it on to somebody else. Okay, so we have a, um, unfortunately, in the state, we have, uh, we have uh, um, pretty remarkably broad um, gun rights and where we can take action is around uh, intimidation. So what I need folks to do who are experiencing that, I, I need them to call 911 so that we can respond. Um, but without overt, um, you know, we're, we're monitoring We have been calling 911. And their response is when we informed them of the militia arriving was that there was no problem with that. Well, that, that may be true, but if someone is, if somebody is, if someone is engaging in active intimidation, um, I'd love to have you know, call 911. Yes, we've tried that. Okay. Well, let me put you together with um, let me put you together with the police chief, and perhaps we can figure out a protocol that works a little bit better. There are constitutional thresholds that are challenging in this arena, and I totally get your frustration. But um, but we have to we have to have something actionable. This is Rob.
Evelyn. Um, just to share with you, I'm not sure if you saw last night on the KECI TV news, they had actually gone to property owners and business owners um, across from the courthouse to ask them if they had been, if they had invited the militia because apparently militia have been stating that business owners had invited them to come downtown to protect protect their property. And according to the KECI reporter, they have not found any property owners downtown um, that who verified um, that the militia had been invited. Um, and uh, so that's the first thing I wanted to say. The second thing is kind of related, um, which is uh, that there is a lot of um, scholarship and studies that have been done about two different things. One, um, militia within the public sphere as being a public health issue, um, because <clears throat> when they are threatening um, citizens and when they are um, using um, fear as a tactic, that that has an impact on the public health um, of the individuals, protesters, or even just citizens um, of a community. Um, so that's something that I think that uh, the city of Missoula should think about and look into um, when we do see these um, types of um, uh, situations arise where militia are actively kind of walking around downtown and serving and, and are trying to actively both threaten and um, use fear tactics that that has uh, a public health um, uh, impact. Related to that, you know, how this entire um, uh, protesting got started was obviously from the murder um, of a man in, uh, in Minnesota, but also um, other um, murders as well at the hands of police um, and um, the issue of police brutality. I think one of the conversations that some people on this call wanted to have was all, not just about the militia in downtown Missoula, but also the overall impact of um, police brutality um, in America, but also police brutality that has been alleged here as well in Missoula, and how we can address that particular issue. Again, multiple studies have been done about um, about uh, police brutality and um, the public health impact that has um, on individuals and the community in general. Um, so those are a couple of points that I wanted um, to raise. I have some others, but I think I will have, allow others to speak as well. So I'll put myself on mute again. Hi, this is Eco again. I also wanted to state that in your statement, um, well, first of all, we want you to denounce the militia being in Missoula, um, and also state that we don't need the militia to protect us in Missoula, um, and so that should be an external message. Internally, I would highly advise you to begin investigating the connection between individual police officers and the 3% militia who have stated, I have videos and stating that they are the ones who are there. They're an extreme right-wing organization. I contacted one of my friends who's ex-military and works in um, intelligence around white nationalist groups, and they said that the group downtown, I also sent them names and photos, and they said the group downtown is extremely dangerous, and no matter what they say, they will lie, and they will say that they're protecting things, but their ultimate goal is ethnic cleansing and genocide. So you just need to be aware that that's the group of militia that's downtown. 
they're taking these fake reports about white vans coming into Missoula as an opportunity to show up in the streets. Um, it's very easy, actually, to be privy to their organizing. They're um, pretty unintelligent when it comes to cybersecurity, so they have open forums online where they're telling people exactly what they plan to do. Um, you know, they have <clears throat> posts about hunting humans in Missoula that are extremely disturbing. I know the University of Montana Police Department has been following it. I suppose that the police department locally has not been following it because I have personally seen police members fist bump, hug, and shake hands with the militia. And the militia are posting that the police are asking them to come. They have also told people that the police have asked them to shoot to kill. And um, they are also saying that the police support and are grateful for them being downtown. So right now, the interpretation by everyone um, is that the police want the militia to be there, are calling this 3% militia to be there, and are supportive of them when they are there. And so that is the message that is being portrayed to BIPOC community members. I know that me and all of my friends are very in fear. I've been followed in my car. Um, other people have been followed down the street. And um, I was driving downtown, not even participating in the protest, and someone pointed you know, two fingers at their eyes, two fingers at me. Um, my photo has been shared in militia groups online. Um, and so I just think that it's really extremely important that you denounce the 3% militia um, publicly and that internally you begin to investigate what the connections are between individual police officers and white supremacists. And internally acknowledge that these are white supremacists that are here. This is white nationalism. This isn't anything else. They'll lie to you about what their um, ideas are, but this is who they are. There is a 3% militia and I have it on video. Um, and so I think it's really important that you acknowledge that this is a serious threat to the BIPOC community. Personally, I'm leaving town. Um, I know a number of other people who feel very unsafe. And so you are allowing people to terrorize black and indigenous people in Missoula right now by not having a statement out. And I don't think that it's okay right now that black and indigenous people feel terrorized by your city.
share your concerns. One of the things I would suggest is that um, that we uh, we schedule a chance to, to do a call like this on Zoom um, so that the chief can be there and we can we can take some notes and have a have a broader conversation. So my calendar today I had an appointment to chat with Dan Carino about the possible fuel pledge. Um, and and while I while I get that this is an opportunity for you to talk to me, I'm happy about that. I would just assume be prepared because I wouldn't have the chief with me and maybe some other folks are more productive. Um, this is a this is a fine technique and I recognize the I recognize the frustration and fear and concern. Um, and I want to help, but I'm not sure the most productive one I was not prepared for the conversation. Could have had some staff and and could have had some more immediate answers for you. Mayor Anna, I would just like to um repeat and ask uh, what you are doing about the fact that people are terrorizing the black and indigenous community in Missoula and that people are so fearful that they are leaving or moving into other people's homes at state houses. So whenever I have have a report from an individual about that, I will investigate that. Um, Today, beyond this call, I did not have those reports. So that's that's the first I've heard of that, and I will follow up on that as well. I'm confused about why you're allowing the chief of police to investigate the police in the Zulu when we know that the police are working with the militia groups.
contact information and we'll put something together. This is Roslyn again. I mean, one of the things, Mayor Engen, one of the things that I have heard um, from uh, young people, and, uh, you know, I'm a professor at the University of Montana, so some of these young students who are out there um, every single day, um, when they have asked the police to intervene, the police have directly told them, well, these other people are expressing their First Amendment rights and their Second Amendment rights as well. So the way the it has been expressed to them from the police that this is a First Amendment right issue so that these um, militia can intimidate and, um, and uh, cause fear uh, to, um, to the, these uh, young protesters, and the police are viewing it as a First Amendment right issue. And so, that is, so when they are on the street asking the police to intervene, the police are not intervening. So, though, so, so there is not a record um, of uh, students um, requesting action because the police are not acting in the first place. So that that's a concern. Well, depending on what the request is. And this includes situations where people are being called racial slurs, situations where people are being called transphobic slurs, and other terrible things, as well as being followed around downtown. All of these things are stuff that students can and speaking with the police with, and they have declined to do anything. So most likely not supported it. Now that, so what I want to point, this is Clara here, I am just very confused as to, I know this is an open carry state, but those were assault rifles that we saw on Tuesday that these men were carrying with fingers on the trigger. So I'm just confused as to why that is not an immediate public health and safety concern. All right, well, we, we can clarify that as well. And this is Roslyn again. Uh, Mayor Engen, um, when there is another meeting, I would encourage you to also invite our public health um, uh, administrators at, at the um, city. Because again, there is a lot of research that has been done about how um, these types of actions are public health issues and how they do impact the health um, and wellness of um, individuals who are the victims of these types of actions. So it's not just somebody name calling, um, it's not just somebody threatening, but that does cause um, actual physical, medical um, uh, 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 concerns and issues for the, those individuals. And I think that needs to be added um, to the conversation with the city so that our public health um, uh, uh, professionals are part of the conversation and not just the police as well. So, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we can already see the impact. People's mental health is really not great right now. Black and Indigenous people are scared and know that and have seen that the mayor and the city is not doing anything and does not care about their lives and their lives. You can't disagree with the fact that Black and Indigenous people are having mental health issues based on this. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that at all, but I wouldn't be on this call if I didn't care. Well, we get, uh, just a few more minutes left, um, and I appreciate you hearing us all out, uh, Mary England. 
I mean, I really do hope you make that statement that EQ was talking to you about earlier. I'll pass on all that information. And anyone who wants to give me their email, they pass it on over or just pass it on directly yourself to um, Marion staff. Um, and I guess while we have a few more minutes, I might as well ask you about the no fossil fuel pledge as well. Um, I'm really concerned about the mayors who are running for higher offices that take fossil fuel money. And I definitely could, I mean, it's definitely in the playbook that you can run for a higher office. So would you be willing to take our pledge to not take any contributions from fossil fuel lobbyists, PACs, or CEOs? And I'd rather stand up for our climate and our families and public health instead. Yeah, Daniel, I'm, I'm happy to do that. So a, a couple of things. Um, hey, please don't assume that I'm running for higher office because I don't think you're a higher office necessarily than the mayor of the city of Missoula. It's a place I grew up and love and I've dedicated about 20 years professionally to serving the community. Um, so it ain't higher office to me. And I ain't running for Congress or Senate or nothing. Now it's on the radio. <laughs> well, now it's official, but um, yeah, I just, I guess, I just didn't, didn't realize well, why it took uh, asking you about four times to sign the new fossil fuel pledge. But I'm glad that you signed it. I'll send that in to the new fossil fuel coalition. And, well, and thanks for hearing everybody out. Well, I haven't, I haven't signed it yet because I don't have it. So you can send it to me or there's a link. Go ahead. Um, also, the other reason I haven't signed it is it doesn't have. A, I can't take fossil fuel money as mayor of the city of Missoula, um, nor would I, but it's really moot. So I get the symbolism, and I'm happy to participate in the symbolism. Okay, well, thank you all. I will look for uh, correspondence, and we'll, we'll get another conversation set up. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Thank you for taking the time. You bet. Thank you. Mayor Engen has not yet responded to the concerns raised during the call Friday. About 30 minutes before the call occurred, the mayor's office released a statement on the Black Lives Matter protest saying, quote, I and my team, along with the Missoula City Council, firmly believe that the Black Lives Matter movement is providing critical advocacy in the face of systemic racism and police violence in the United States. And while I continue to have full faith and trust in the women and men who swore to protect and serve all residents of Missoula, our police department, like every other department serving our community, can and will get better through intentional efforts to improve policies and procedures." End quote. The letter goes on to respond to more than 150 emails the mayor had received before Friday concerning reforms for the Missoula Police Department. That letter can be found on the city's website. Chief Jason White and Mayor Engen will be attending the June 10th meeting of the City Council for continued discussion on these issues. The meeting can be accessed virtually with more information again on the city's website at ci.missoula.mt.us. Protests in Missoula and around the country are expected to continue this week. KBGA will continue to report as this story evolves. Thanks for listening. This story was reported and produced by Madeline Broom, with additional reporting help by Noelle Huser.